The WNBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet. Get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bets today. We're also brought to you by IP Vanish. IP Vanish is the official VPN of SGPN, and they're offering 70% off if you go to ipvanish.com slash SGP. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. And make sure to check out our Discord server, the perfect place to interact and sweat bets with the entire SGPN crew. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Yes, sir. We are back for another edition of the WNBA Gambling Podcast. You know the voice. You know me. It's your guy, really real, villain real, Terrell Furman Jr. here in the building. And I'm not dolo this time. He's back off from frolicking whatever he was doing. Scott Reichel back in the building. Scott, I just have to start the episode like this. Let's go Mets. Yeah, uh, I guess you can put it that way. The Yankees actually made a trade yesterday, so <laughs> the loss maybe catapulted the, i Quick say. Question. Was Joey Gallo included in that trade? Uh, they said three minor leaguers. Unfortunately, Gallo, I guess, does not count, so he was not in there because he's okay. still technically a major leaguer. But no, as of right now, Gallo is still there. Uh, I doubt he's going to play at all, so we're going to see what happens moving forward. But they traded for Benintendi. They might go for Castillo. We'll see what happens. But, yeah, I had money on the Mets yesterday, so I can't really complain too much. <laughs> That's great. Hey, I bet against my team all the time. It's all right. But I mean, yes. I, don't, I don't know how it wasn't supposed to. It was Scherzer against Herman. I mean, and if you want to just hand Scherzer me money, you can his hand birthday. me money. Yeah, you can just hand me money if you want to, but I'm going to take it. And the people are just like, what are we over here? What are we talking about? Yes, I had to throw a little bit of baseball out there. We are very multifaceted on this podcast. We can do a lot of different things. But, yeah, shout out to shout out to the Mets right now. You know, feeling myself just a little bit, just a little bit. I got golf on the TV. That's how, how diverse we are on this episode. Golf is on the TV. I'm up here watching the Rocket Mortgage and Patrick Cantlay, hopefully he gets an eagle here because I got him on the three ball. Other than that, we had to talk about the WNBA news, and that's Liz Cambage because, man, <laughs> this is the second contract. I don't think I've ever seen two contract divorces like this in one season. I've man, never seen a contract divorce. Very true. I don't think I've actually seen a contract divorce. It's one of the weirdest terms I've ever heard. Yeah. I mean, we, can we just say that they, they mutually, like, Cut each other. Mutually parted ways. Could yeah, you, mutually, could you say that's that? basically what they did. Mutually parted ways. But Liz Cambage no longer a part of the Los An- the Los Angeles Sparks. I almost said Lakers. The Los Angeles Sparks. And doesn't look like she's gonna get signed by anybody anytime soon. So this is gonna be fun. What I think this this honestly is nothing but good for the Sparks. And not because of her production, because they're going to miss her production. At the end of the day, she can score. But if this doesn't invigorate you to turn the team around, then I don't know what does. Because from what I'm hearing around the league, nobody like Liz. Yeah, I mean, that that's kind of my takeaway. I was trying to think of a fair comparison involving the NBA. Of course, it's not the same because the NBA player that I'm thinking of is better than she is, but – 
<laughs> are you getting are you getting Boogie Cousins vibes? Uh not well, I don't know. People like Boogie. No, but I'm saying People. just a very talented center, you know, a little bit of a bad teammate, or that's the perception. And truth is neither of them ever really won anything. Yeah, very, very, very true. Boogie, but Boogie was injury. Boogie got derailed because of injury. Oh no, I, I know. He, I'm, I'm yeah. more talking about personality wise. Yeah, personality wise, I could see it. I could see it. Yeah. All right. I can. I can. I'm on you there. I'm on you there. But however, it's another piece gone for this Spartans team, and and a team that is having trouble keeping the original squad that they have together. It's going to be interesting, but I think it's going to be good because now Chanae is probably going to move into that starting lineup, and she brings a level of toughness on the defensive end and, and is a very strong rebounder. I think she does all the intangibles that that team need, and she can go out and put the ball in the basket if needed to. So I'm 100%, you know, I'm down for the move. Whatever gets your locker room back under control and tries to help you make a push for these playoffs. So should be interesting the rest of the season. So do you think that she's going to be done for the WNBA season? Do you think that she might come back? Or even if you want to look at it from a grand scheme approach, does she ever play in the WNBA again? Because I know that she's played internationally several times. Do you think she'd actually come back? Or do you think there might be a gap here and there where some international team offers her a million dollars or something and she just takes it? Yeah, I – I think that this year is done. I don't hear. I'm not hearing anything that anybody's interested in her right now this year. But you know, injuries could happen, and you're and you're willing to make a play. But I'm sure she'll get an invite for somebody next year. But this year, I don't think anybody wants to bring anybody bring her in. I haven't heard anything, so she might be done. And it's a lot of it's a lot of character issues that's been going on with her recently. So she might be. It might be one of them black ball situations, but. We'll see. It didn't work. If it didn't work in Vegas and it didn't work in LA, it's just like, where is it going to work? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. We'll see. Other than that, we got a four game slate today. Before we talk about that, we got to talk about win bets. Bet $50, win $200 promotion where a $50 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. And if you're betting baseball, you get reduced juice in their baseball games, making them the best place to bet MLB. It doesn't matter if you're getting the better odds. Matter of fact, that Mets game, they gave you the best odds for that Mets game. So if you took the Mets, then you won, and you got a better payout than anybody else. Plus, you have their bet $500 on Sports and Casino before July 31st, and you can win the Ultimate Fantasy Football Experience, which is a two-night stay for you and your entire league at Encore Beach Club. Multiple entries allowed. So if you bet $1,000, then you get two entries. Easy as that. Someone's choose from. All you have to do is head up to sportsgambling.com. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. All subject change, terms, conditions at winbet.com. Must be torn or order a president's state where play through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And then after you put those bets in, Hop over to the Discord server and drop them. Dr- screenshot your bet that you placed in WinBet and then drop it into the Discord server so that we can see your bet, sweat it. We can even tell you. We'll tell you. I tell people all the time. I, it doesn't matter. And shoot, how it was going for me, I have to tell people to make a profit right now. So just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Hop in that Discord server. 
interact with us, sweat bets with us. It's a great time. You can go whatever hashtag that you want to do, whether it's NBA, WNBA, whether it's NFL, doesn't matter. Hop over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash discord. <clears throat> All right. Had to get that real quick. And it looks like Patrick Cantley is going for a birdie. Is he going to get it? Is he going to get it? He gets it. All right. All right. I'm on the way. I'm on the way. Here we go. First game of the slate is so many people that had no idea what I was talking about. Golf. We have the Seattle Storm going to play the Connecticut Sun in Connecticut. Sun are laying minus three and a half. Ticked up half a point. Minus three was the opening line. 160 was the opening total. Is now down to 159. Looking at an injury report for this game for the Connecticut Sun, while we were gone, heartbreaker that Bria Hartley is has a torn ACL. She's out for the season after getting signed by this Connecticut Sun team and actually giving good minutes. Like she gave good minutes in what two games that I think she played before she got injured. Yeah, and it really was looking promising, at least for me, for that backcourt. You know, I have questions about the Sun backcourt, but now Bria Hartley's done for the season. Uh, it's a heartbreaker for her, another heartbreaker for that backcourt, as her and Jasmine Thomas are both out with torn ACLs. And now we're moving on to the Connecticut, not Connecticut, but the Seattle Storm, where nothing, pretty clean injury report for them. So, Scott, you're getting three and a half at home with the Sun. Are you taking it? It's a bit tricky because Connecticut's been very solid at home this season. Seattle's eight over 500, but they're six and six on the road. So they're a much better home team than on the road. Connecticut has won the first two meetings by at least seven points. However, I am going to take the storm. I think it's good value to take a team that is, I'd say, relatively even, maybe slightly better in terms of talent. We know that Tina Charles just had a huge first half in the last game. I believe she had, what, 20 and 10 in the first half against Atlanta? Yeah. So I think that on the inside, she can give the uh, Connecticut some problems. But you mentioned the injuries, and I'm not going to say that they fully were able to overcome the absence of JT. They did a pretty good job over the last couple of weeks. Now they have another injury to overcome. I'm a bit skeptical of laying three and a half against a very quality team here. Now, Connecticut did make some money for me over the last couple of games, but that was against some pretty underwhelming competition. I mean, we had them against the Dream. We had them against Minnesota. I think that Seattle's a different animal. If you want to give me plus money with the Storm against an injured opponent, I'm going to take it. You can make an argument Connecticut at home might win the game, but I'm going to go where the value is. I think all the value is on Seattle. Yeah, and I'm I'm with you. I'm with you, and maybe that's bad luck for you, seeing how things have been going right now. But it uh, so I think I just want to go with the team that I think has the better, the more consistent backcourt. And when we talk about Sue Bird, I know she can run this offense. And we talk about Breon January coming off the bench. I know she can run this offense. I know that they can get what's going. We talk about Breon Stewart, who's making a case for that MVP. Like, she's really trying to challenge Asia for that MVP right now and doing it on the back of her scoring. And she's putting up 20-plus numbers easy every single night. And so 
the issue that I think the battle's going to be in the front in the back front court. It's going to be in the front court because there's a big a lot of big tall women in this game, and they're going to be going back and forth. But that back court is what I'm looking at, and I think Sue Bird and Brian January come tag teaming is coming in now can keep that offense flowing more and more where this at the very least I don't think it's a blowout the Connecticut Sunway at the very least I think this comes down to the wire they're going to get a lot of good offensive possessions now the Seattle Storm have tanked a little bit defensive rating wise over the past three games but they've also had some tough opponents whereas the Connecticut Sun still hold in their third in defensive rating over these past couple of games I'm I'm with you I'm taking a three and a half with the Sun I'm kind of I understand why people are betting not not with the sun with the storm. I understand why people are betting the sun, and it looks like that they're on an upward trajectory right now. But I think the Seattle team is just slow and steady, going to keep this game very slow paced, get good looks at the basket, not let the storm the sun. Sorry, this S's are killing me. The sun get out to a big lead. So yeah, give me the Seattle Storm plus three and a half here. And give me the under. I think that this is a, a slow-paced game, honestly. I, I don't see any of the, either one of these teams trying to get out and run. Storm have the worst pace over the past three games. Sun, ninth in the WNBA. Yeah, I like the under in this one as well. I'm only into the under. Last meeting at 153 points. I think you'll see something similar. First team to 80 probably wins. I'm not sure if either team gets to 80, but I'm going to mm-hmm. lean to the under. Yeah, I'm uh, on the same wave as you. All right. There we go. Moving on to the next game of the slate, we have the Minnesota Lynx traveling to the ATL to play the Atlanta Dream. Game opened up a pick em. Now it's minus one and a half for Atlanta. 160 and a half on the total. Dropped five points. Total opened up at 165 and a half. It's down to 160 and a half. Hoo-wee. Five points on the total. I don't know if I even want to touch that total anymore. But, Scott, what are you doing in this game? So for this one, the total, I definitely don't want to touch. I'm not going to beat or miss a five-point line move and just attack it now. I don't think there's any value. If you want to take the under, I think you missed the boat there. Now, to go through the injury report, it's worth mentioning that Sylvia Fowles might not play in this game. She's probable. It's not official yet, but her knee's been bugging her, so just keep an eye on that. I'm going to go with Atlanta in this one. Uh, the Dream have struggled against good teams. They've beaten up on bad teams. It's kind of the story of their season, and mm-hmm. Minnesota is definitely not a good team. Uh, Atlanta has lost two straight. Minnesota's lost three straight, so I guess you can call it even, but I'm going to go with Atlanta. The fact that Fowles is still being bothered by a knee issue kind of makes me concerned about her overall effectiveness. I think the Dream defensively are good enough to limit Minnesota's offense, and I think that offensively, if Howard could shoot decently, Minnesota's not going to have much, many answers because they really have not been a great defensive team all season long. I'll take the dream at home laying a very small number. Yeah, I'm on Atlanta as well, especially with potential no Sylvia Fowles there. And that just kind of takes a little bit more of that size and that really that advantage from Minnesota. I get the five points. Maybe at this point, you kind of get back in on the over because both of these teams can score and, and both of these teams have been lackluster on the defensive end. And when you think about the heavy hitters on both, on both squads, when you talk about Ryan Howard, when you talk about area powers and powers and what they're doing this season, I'm 
I don't know. Maybe a maybe a dip back in on the over is actually kind of warranted here. But yeah, I'm a hundred. I'm on Atlanta here. It's it's questionable because Atlanta's missing some key players too, especially in that front court with Coffee and Billings both out for this game, as it looks like. And this is a little bit of an older injury report that I have, so they may be game time decisions or may end up going. But yeah, I. I've had a hard time in this Atlanta team when Ryan Howard is in a lineup and they're playing one of these subpar teams in WNBA, and I don't think I'm going to change that now. So give me the Atlanta dream, not only to get this done for the full game, but give me the first half too. I think that they also get out to a good start at home, try to break a losing streak. The home court in Atlanta is probably one of the better home courts in the entire WNBA, and they really play up at home when they get these kind of spots. So this could be a big blowout win for the Atlanta Dream if they get into that home crowd early. Yeah, it could be. As for the total, I have no interest, but at this point it's either over or pass. Yeah. I'm not going to miss out on five points for an under and take an under. I'm just not going to do that. So it's either over or pass. Very much so. I like it. I agree with it. All right. Let's moving on to the next game of our slate. We have the Washington Mystics playing the Dallas Wings in Dallas. Dallas is one and a half point favorite at home, 158 on the total. Looking at the injury report for this one, we have the Dallas Wings that uh, Satsu and Cure is out, are both out for this game. Well, Cure's questionable. And then for the Washington Mystics, that uh, EDD is doubtful, probably getting rest on this road game here. They have a game, a two game set against Seattle this weekend. So probably giving her some rest before that. Probably why this line is minus one and a half for the wings. However, no EDD. Are you still, are you back in the Mystics as a dog? I actually am. I think that the thing about one player, their star player being out, a lot of it comes down to how frequently the player is going to be out because if it's a one-off and they play almost every day and then mm-hmm. you're without them, you're going to struggle because you're so accustomed to relying on that great star player to generate a lot of the offense. The thing is, is it's the fact that Deladon's already missed this many games this season that Washington's been able to at least mentally adjust to mm-hmm. life without her for a game or two here or there. Dallas is a team that I really have no interest in backing. I've made cases for them as an underdog because I do think that they're feisty for a team that tends to get plus money. But for a team that's laying, and Dallas has not been good lately, I made a lot of money on them this past Sunday when they beat the Fever because it's the Fever, so I was obviously going to bet against the Fever. But still, I'm just looking at a situation where the Wings have really been just a mess uh, recently. There's no way around it. They've lost uh, six of their last nine. The Mystics have been very solid lately, but Deladon played in a lot of those games. I'm not exactly sure how much you can interpret it, but I do think Washington's the better team, and I don't think Dallas is very good. So for me, I'm still going to lean to Washington. I get it if you want to take Dallas because of Deladon's absence, but I still think Washington might be the better team. So I'm gonna take the Mystics. Yeah, I'm. 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 We're agreeing a lot on this slate, but I'm. I'm rocking with Washington as well, because things are a lot different 
And Washington gave them a handful last time, and things are a lot different. Shakira Austin is now in the starting lineup. They kind of solidified that rotation, and they understand their rotation when EDD is not playing. And so if you still look at the heavy hitters, they still they still have Ariel Atkins. They still have Alicia Clark. still have uh, Heinz Allen and Sasha Cloud. Like, there's a lot of scoring still on this on this Washington team, even when EDD is not playing. And then their defense is spectacular. They're one of the top three defensive teams in, in the league. And so I, I like that against a Dallas team that has proven enough that they can be incredibly inconsistent, like obnoxiously inconsistent at games at times. And so I don't – I think that the slow pace that the Washington Mystics have is going to kind of – annoy Dallas kind of get them out of rhythm when they're trying to run and they're trying to start getting themselves hot Washington's going to slow the pace down and kind of and kind of limit the runs of Dallas so yeah give me the Washington Mystics here as a short dog I'm with you and I mean it's Washington Mystics so it's an under or bust right yeah that's how I'm looking at it also worth mentioning Dallas is three games under overall this season they're Mm -hmm. three games under at home they're five and eight at home so they're really not a great uh, home court advantage or at least they don't treat it that way. So home court doesn't exactly scare me. And I simply think that Washington is still tough enough to wear down Dallas over a 40-minute game. And I think as a result, you'll see a very competitive game. It's not going to be easy. But I think Washington can get enough defensive stops down the stretch to get the job done. Yep, same. So, yeah, we're both on Washington here under for this Washington 9-19 on the season for the under – and this second quarter under that everybody's been tailing still been hitting at a pretty high percentage for mm-hmm. the most part. So definitely keep your trends going with that. All right. Last game of the sleep. And probably one of the more interesting games of the sleep. We have Los Angeles Sparks playing the Phoenix Mercury. Line opened up at minus one Mercury. It's now at minus five. 162 and a half was the opening line. 166 and a half is the line now. For the injury report for the Phoenix Mercury, Diamond the Shields questionable with that hip injury. That's about it over there. And for the Los Angeles Sparks, Tolliver is out with the calf injury. Christy Tolliver is out with a calf injury. She could go. That's an older and this is an older injury report, so she could go. I, I actually see camp. probable. <laughs> probable. Okay, so Tolliver probable. You see Bur- uh, Burrell on yours. Burrell's out. Out. Okay, Burrell's out. I see the Shields and, is out too. The Shields is officially out. Okay. So that even more helps the handicap. And then Liz Camage, as you know, contract divorce. She's not with the team anymore. Is this not the get-up spots of all get-up spots where the Sparks come in here and go beat up on a Mercury team that hasn't been good all season? I think this is kind of the tricky question because you have to ask yourself, this game can go two ways. Either one, they could be like what happened with the Mercury and Tina Charles where – you get rid of a star player who has been apparently a cancer in the locker room and you come back out and you win maybe a game or two and you look pretty sharp. Or on the other hand, you got rid of one of your most talented players, your team might just wave the flag. So it really comes down to if you think the Sparks actually channel some frustrations and potentially turn it into something or if they just think that Kambaj is just such a talented player and the season's already more than halfway over, we're just screwed. I think it depends on how the team interprets it. 
it's tricky because of the fact that the Shields missed the last game mm-hmm. and they still killed Seattle, especially in that fourth quarter. And the Mercury have been so bad overall this season, but they're still 8-5 and five at home. So they've actually been pretty solid in front of the fans. Sparks have not been a good road team at all. I think you can make an argument either way, which is why this is a really tricky handicap for me. I already know which side you're going, but I really want to make a case for Phoenix. I think I'm just not able to because of the fact that I'm going through the three meetings up to this point. Sparks mm-hmm. are two and one, and the one loss came by seven points. So this game, these games have been competitive. I think Phoenix could win the game, but I actually expect a nail biter throughout. And based on what we've seen from Diggin Smith recently, I think she can definitely carry the team by herself. I think I'm going to lean to the Mercury, but I'm really not going to play it because I don't know how there's an edge anywhere to be found. Nah, man, I got to go. I, 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 I folded last time with Tina Charles in that spot. Wait, I think, I don't know. Did I pound the Mercury in that spot? I don't know. I might, I might not have. This seems like it. This seems like it. I don't trust this Mercury team at all, and that's really what it is. And I actually think that the only thing that is concerning is the offensive end and what the Sparks look like on the offensive end. The defensive end, I feel fine with Shanae coming in there. She plays that. She plays a high defensive intensity, and if anything, that just kind of lowers the intensity of the second unit. But there's no second unit for the famous Mercury to even worry about, so I'm not concerned there. It's, all, it's think- also a bit of a perk that with Kembaj being out, you expect the Sparks to get killed on the glass against most teams. But once Phoenix got rid of Tina Charles, they actually have no centers. Yeah. And, so I guess and Shanae's a strong rebounder. She's yeah. a strong rebounder. But I'm saying so the, the Sparks too, can so, survive yeah. because yeah. So I, I think that, that that matchup goes in their favor as well, and then. I expect them to be able to run the floor way more because Liz came to the Sparks out of shape and there was times where she was going and having to sit down and catch a breather. I think that that doesn't – they don't have to stop their momentum that they're going. They can run the floor and run just as much as Phoenix wants to run because I think Phoenix is going to run with this game. Needless to say, I'm going over and there's nothing stopping me from going over. I'm not even – I think this is the last – you missed – if you wanted the over, you missed it. Yeah. But even at 166.5, I think it's still a play because I, I can easily see both of these teams being in the high 80s for this game. I could definitely see it too since both teams defensively weren't that good in the first place. And maybe without Cambage, you might see both teams go a bit smaller, play a little bit faster, and that will result in more possessions. We'll see, but I'm expecting a fun game. Yeah. And yeah, if anybody didn't know, I'm on the Sparks 100%. All right. Before we get into our lock and dog, we got to talk about our sponsor, IP Vanish, the official VPN of SGPN. Look, unlimited devices, computers, tablets, phones, doesn't matter. They're 100% encrypt all of your data, passwords, communications, everything you need. Plus, they're giving you a 70% off their yearly plan. It's super easy to use. Just tap the button and you're protected. Make sure you tap into IP Vanish. I use it. I told you that. When I was deployed, IP Vanish was to make sure nobody knew exactly where I was at. So they hid my location to IPVanish.com says SGP. Use promo code SGP to claim your 70% off savings. That's IPVanish.com slash SGP. And if you're ever in a pinch and you need some money, you need some extra cash, something to help you out, 
Dave app is 100% what you need. Look, they are a banking app that gets you up to $500 instantly with extra cash. That's more money to fill your tank, buy a wedding gift, catch up on bills, do whatever you need. Plus, is no interest or credit check needed. Don't have to stress. Millions of people use the Dave app already. So if you're in a pinch and need some extra cash, download Dave. Think of it as a future helping a helping hand from future you. Download the Dave app at the App Store right now. That's D-A-V-E. Sign up for extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For, extra, for terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evol, member of the FDIC. All right, let's get to our Lock and Dolph, sponsored by IP Vanish and Dave. Okay, Scott, I'm telling you right now, the mojo is shifting because this has been bad. And at this point, I'm, I'm about to fight myself. Like, so like, far, fingers I'm, crossed, I've been doing pretty well this past week. So I kind of – the show hasn't been totally awful. Let's put it that way. Yeah, look, no. I, I lost the two bets I gave out for the Commissioner's Cup. Shout out to the Aces for winning Commissioner's Cup. But, man, it, this has been bad. I'm changing the mojo up. I'm changing it up right now because I'm going first, people. I'm going first here because we need some type of shift. We need a shift. And I'm here it goes. So, first game up on the slate. I'm going to take the – I think I'm double – I think I'm double-dogging today. I'm double-dogging today. Because I, because even though EDD is out, I really like this Washington Mystics team. I think that th- that her being out kind of gives a spark, and they play with a different level of tempo. They play with a different type of offense, and I think everything's going. So give me an additional dog for my lock. I'm going to Washington Mystics plus the one and a half. Give me the one and a half because it's been so many times that they've made this line one and a half, and the team that we've been on lost by one, and we would have covered, but we took the money line. So give me the one and a half with the Washington Mystics. Just switching the mojo up, switching the mojo up, getting something going, starting to go on a run. I like this Washington Mystics team. I think that they're able to get it done and get a nice one on the road before I'm going back to home and playing. Actually, I'm going to the Mystics game this weekend. So nice. catch some catch some live some live feeds of me. I'm I'm definitely about to try to get tickets and make it to the game this weekend. For my dog, going with the Los Angeles Sparks on the money line. I'm sorry. It, they, this is the get-up spot. This is the get-up spot. Get-up spots, and they're playing a Phoenix team that really isn't that good as well. Give me the Los Angeles Sparks on the money line. I think that in a high-scoring game, they go get it done. This line just moved to 167. I just saw it move. Yeah, you might, I don't know. It's getting, getting into no-bet territory for me on that total, but I'm on the money line for the Los Angeles Sparks. What is that money line at? Um Shipping. Where is it? Uh, One plus one seventy. Oh, okay. Plus one seventy for the Los Angeles Sparks. Scott, what are you doing in this league? So for this one, I already know what my dog is. I'm still torn on what my favorites or what my bet's going to be here. I think I'm going to have to just go based on recent trends. I'm going to go with the Mystics as well, but I'm going to take the team total. I'm going to take the Mystics over seventy-eight and a half points. Okay. I know people are going to get scared off because Deladon's out. But looking at the Wings defensively, they've been so atrocious for the last couple of weeks that I simply think that this total's too low. If you want to look at the Wings' performances recently, these are the points allowed. 86, 89, 89, 87, 83. So they've given up at least 83 points in each of the last five games. And Washington, I think, is good enough to find a way to 80 
in this game. I know the pace might be a bit of a concern, but we've seen this team perform decently without Deladon in the past, mostly early on in the season. But mm-hmm. 78 and a half for a team total against a Wings defense, which has been extremely underwhelming for the last month or so. I'm going to take the team total over. I think that number is too low. All right. Yeah. No, I like it. Let's talk. My dog's going to be the storm. Uh, I wanted to pick of anytime you get the storm as a dog at this point, I think it's almost an autoplay, especially against Connecticut. Connecticut's a good team. Don't get me wrong. And they've done a nice job of picking themselves up after the all-star break, but now they're missing another guard who they pit, who they were hoping would, you know, fill the void of what happened previously. But Mm -hmm. the storm have just been a solid team especially since they got Tina Charles. They've been very solid because the offensive firepower is definitely a lot to match for other teams. But I like what I've seen from Seattle recently. I think that on the inside, they could match up with John Quell. And from a guard perspective, I do like Seattle's backcourt. So I think that if you want to talk about talent and if you want to talk about getting a solid value play on today's card, a healthy Seattle team getting three and a half for being plus 140 or so on the money line, yep. I think it's a very solid deal. I'll back one of the hotter teams in the league over the past month at plus money. Give me the storm. I love it. I love it. All right. There you go. You have your lock and dog picks for this slate. We're going to have an amazing slate with a lot of winners today. All right. If you're not, make sure you subscribe to the WNBA Gambling Podcast, Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Make sure you check out the NBA Gambling Podcast, our other show. Check out the NBA Gambling Podcast. So make sure you do that. He's at Rice Radio on Twitter. I'm at really real underscore underscore. Make sure you hop in that Discord, sg.pn slash Discord for, to get into that Discord channel. Check out the merch store as well, store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Other than that, I really have nothing else to plug. This is the shifting the mojo, people. I'm trying to tell you the mojo is shifting and the heater is coming. It's a new arc. It is a new arc. Before we end, Scott, you had time. I know you watched one episode of Game of Thrones. I did not. Ah, man, I have nothing else to say for this episode. Let's just get up out of here. We're out. 